the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, live from Indianapolis. I'm Brett Behrens here in the WCIA 3 studios. Andy Olson, Marley Weirda are live in Indy outside Lucas Oil Stadium as Illinois beats Iowa today 82-71, to securing its place in tomorrow's Big Ten Tournament Championship game after not winning the regular season championship despite having a 16-4 record. The most wins in the conference, the Illini do get a chance to show they are Big Ten champions tomorrow. They will take on Ohio State after the Buckeyes beat Michigan in the game you saw earlier before Illinois on WCIA. All right, let's get our first check in with Andy and with Marley over in Indianapolis. Guys, uh, you were there to see the game. Big time environment for the Illini. What's your biggest takeaways from today? Yeah, big time environment and just some big time plays overall for Illinois. I mean, I know we've talked about it time and time again, just the, the atmosphere that actually having fans in the arena brings for this team. But I think for me, I got a sense of cohesion with this Illinois team. Um, I saw them connected. They were really in a rhythm. And I think I saw that team culture that Brad Underwood has been trying to instill in this program really reflect itself out uh, on the court tonight. And uh, what a game for, for Kofi Coburn in the paint. I mean, um, really, really putting the game on his back in a sense, but the Illini had some help um, as several Illini players contributed uh, to this win. Andy, how about you? Yeah, it's funny because yesterday we had uh, very different opinions of what happened in the game or like mm -hmm. the things that stuck out to us in the game because Marley was watching in the stadium. I was watching on my laptop back at the place that we're staying. And today, you know, I, I got that same sense about Kofi Coburn dominating and that, and that matchup with Luca Garza was just in my opinion, one of the the best things I've seen on a basketball court ever. It, it was so much fun to watch. Uh, we're speaking of Iowa. I mean, Jordan Bohannon had such a big influence on yep. this game that I think was lost in the last time that these two teams played. Uh, Iowa did not have a great shooting time uh, behind the arc last time they played in Champaign. So seeing that come out tonight uh, wasn't surprising or it wasn't a shock, but it was uh, you knew early on that this was the the offensive Iowa that we are, are used to seeing guards moments as well. Uh, he didn't lead the game in points like he has done so many times this year. Mm -hmm. Kofi Coburn had uh, the game high 23 points. Ayo Desumu find his found his moments to get involved as well. He had 18 points. Uh, was I think the first four buckets for Illinois were all off of Ayo Desumu assists. Yeah. Uh, so we had that going for him early in the game. It wasn't just on Ayo's back, uh, but a really nice team performance once again for Illinois. Uh, double digit victory. Again, uh, we were expecting a closer one today. It was closer than Rutgers, yeah. uh, just not uh, a five or one five point one possession game or something like that that we may have been expecting. And now it match up with Ohio State tomorrow. I'm no, we're going to get to that eventually. But uh, another really good team win for for Illinois, coming out with a lot of energy once again. And when we talked about the potential that this team has all season long, I think this version of the team that we saw tonight and yesterday was what we were talking about. We didn't yep. see it at too many points during the season because we mentioned that they have that problem with playing down to their opponent. But today uh, was one of the times where we got to see it, their full potential. And you mentioned Bohannon. I thought 
he was going to pull away there in the end. He hit that yeah. big three. Uh, I kind of felt the energy shift a little bit um, in the arena, and I, I thought Iowa was was going to make it a game there. But then, you know, the Illini responded. It was an Andre Curbelo dive for the ball, dishes it out to, to Io DeSumo and a dunk here. And then there was a big um, Trent Frazier steal at the end, which I think kind of uh, put the game on ice there. But needless to say, Brett, another really big win for Illinois as they head to the finals for the first time in more than a decade. Yeah, it's been since 2008. Here's how it looks on paper as the stat sheet, Illinois 8271, improving now to 22 and 6 on the season. That now surpasses last year's win total. They tied that yesterday. Now they have that all alone, and this is one of the best teams really since 2005. I know we've been saying that a lot, but now it solidifies it with that 22nd win on the season as the Illini continue to impress today. They hold Luka Garza, and I say hold, he still had 21 points and 12 rebounds. A great game for him, but Kofi outplays him once it again. It feels like holding him, though. Yeah, exactly. When he's the <laughs> National Player of the Year last year and probably going to be that again, although I think there's more of a case for that now that maybe he's not quite as deserving of that when Kofi outplays him a couple of times. Uh, only eight rebounds for Kofi, but it does put up a game-high 26 points. Io DeSumo has 18 points, nine assists, seven rebounds, flirting with that triple-double watch again. A quieter game for Trent Frazier with just nine points, but Grandison uh, stepped in. I, I thought, okay, had that big alley-oop, which was fun to see. Four Grand points bad. from him, and then Andre Curbelo <laughs> with 12 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and I thought Andre Curbelo overall was was a huge difference maker in this game for what he was able to bring to the table. And we've seen this several times this year, but I, I kind of forget sometimes that this kid's just a freshman because he's so poised in the postgame press conference. Guys, just what are your thoughts on Andre Curbelo's performance, not only today, but especially after yesterday coming back, being able to do what he did today? And, and do you lose sight as well that he's just a freshman? Yeah, I, Brad Underwood likes to use that cliche. The best thing about freshmen is that they become sophomores. I can't imagine what this kid is going to look like as a sophomore if this is his first year playing college basketball. I think yesterday maybe the baits and, and having fans in the arena may have gotten the best of him, but he said time and time again that he likes playing in these big moments, and I think he showed out today. I mean, a couple big dunks, big steals. He, he's just such a fun player to watch. I mean, his his passes are are absolutely magical just ridiculous like you don't know how he pulls that out um at one point it was it was the pass to to io for the dunk i recall and the whole arena just like just gasped like it went silent for like a millisecond and then the play continued but um he's incredible to watch um i think he has just a sense of of maturity about him and i think really he's making his way towards becoming a new face of of the program because right now i feel like they're still living in the shadow a bit of iodesumu and kofi coburn but i i can't imagine what the future is going to look like with this kid if you had the over on andre curbelo dunks today you probably won big money because i don't know if anyone <laughs> was expecting him to go up not just once but twice in the game and you could tell that what you said there Marley Andre Curbelo possibly becoming the new face of this Illinois program when he has performances like that it's hard to doubt but when I go through Twitter and I see Iowa fans are just you know rival Big Ten institution fans talking about how much they're already 
disliking Andre Curbelo because he's so good against them. And you get that. He's if he's on your team, you love him. If he's on another team, he's so annoying <laughs> to watch because he can just do whatever he wants. We saw that again today. We saw that in those performances in the regular season when Ayo DeSumo was out. Andre was having some great games. We saw why he was named sixth man of the year. They were talking about that on the broadcast. How does a freshman not win freshman of the year, but win sixth man of the year? Uh, we saw it today because Andre Curbelo has a very crucial role coming off the bench. He's not a hard hitter usually when it comes to putting up shots. He put up, uh, it seemed like a heat check three. I don't know if he was on fire at that point, though. He missed it. Uh, yeah. But we know that he's not a shooter. He has to get underneath the basket and get those free layups that he's so good at creating space for. With help from Kobe Coburn or Georgie Bashanishvili, uh, getting that room because they set some picks for him. He's able to find some room underneath the basket, which is why he's able to get 12 points in a game like we saw tonight. I'm honestly surprised he only had three assists because we know him yeah. as a guy that's creating for everyone else. And tonight, you know, he took it upon himself to go after the ball, get some boards, uh, put up points as well. And they left it to his teammates to uh, take care of uh, getting shots to other people. Yeah, I was impressed with his rebounding, especially yeah. against size like Luca Garza. But you mentioned the frustration that other, like the opposing team has in watching him. Uh, there were some Hawkeye fans sitting behind me and they just absolutely hated him. I mean, like <laughs> every possession, they were like, it's a travel. Like they they do not like this kid. Um, as you and mentioned, that, and Andy is sometimes frustrated. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah, huge compliment. <laughs> I, I thought right, he did have a couple of travels. That dunk, the first dunk he had, he took about eight steps. Um, but that's, you know, okay. It, they, they didn't call it. That's fine. Listen, that's uh, why we're not in, the refs. Yeah, right. Here's, here's Andre after the game on those moments and being a everyday guy, as they call it, going up and being scrappy and, and doing the things that Brad Underwood wants. That's what Illinois is all about, man. Everyday guys just got to do it every day. Dive on the floor. That's that's what makes Illinois special, man. Those are the little things are what makes Illinois special. And, you know, a lot of credit to, to the coaches, especially Underwood. He's always on our ass about that. And, you know, what better moment to do it now? It's that time of the year. It's March. Um, there's no, you know, tomorrow. There's no none of that. So, it's the little things, and like I said, that, that's what makes um, Illinois basketball special. That's Andre Curbelo with a picture there Marley took of the team standing together. And the question was asked afterwards mm -hmm. from both you, Marley, and a couple other people as well, how much that culture means, that these guys are friends off the court, that they communicate on the court, their physical touch. And I know that's a little corny, and that's a word Brad Underwood used as well, but I think there's something <laughs> to that, that this team has – connectivity that maybe other teams don't, especially teams in the past that haven't had. And this team is special in that sense. There's just a difference, whether it's Georgie, Andre, a mix of all of them, Io leading it, you know, being the, the lead guy there and being the charge behind it all. But I just feel like this team is, is getting to that other level that they are national title contenders at this point. I know we've been saying that, guys, but I feel like these performances, when they back up, one another when Illinois has now won 12 out of 13 and, and doing the things against high major opponents there there's it's in my eyes right now Gonzaga Baylor I guess they lost and, and Illinois Illinois might be a two line Andy Marley yeah I we were talking about that before we got on here Brett 
if Illinois wins tomorrow, and I put this tweet out there, I, I think they jump Baylor, who lost in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournament. Uh, if they lose, they, are I think, are solidly above Michigan now after the Wolverines lost to Ohio State today. But that's going to be really fun to look out for on Selection Sunday. Of course, I don't think it's guaranteed that they move, they move above Baylor, but I think they can make a good case for it after the Bears have lost a couple of games here down the stretch, one against Kansas, now one against Oklahoma State. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, of course, they would love to to get as high as they, they can go because then you get weaker opponents, of course, because that's the way that they're, they're seeding teams this season. So, you know, Marley, this team clearly is playing for a title, but you can tell how much the Big Ten title means to them as well. And don't forget that I was a top five team. This was an AP yeah. top five matchup today. Iowa may be the third seed in the Big Ten tournament, but they're also the fifth team in the country. So when you're able to go and do that, you know, I think that sends a message to the rest of the country. Yeah, and it, it looked like they were having fun. I mean, this is a playoff game. There's a lot at stake. They're playing for a trophy so much more kind of their seating here in the NCAA tournament and they just looked like they were having fun like they it, they weren't tense. They were loose and going back to to the picture that you mentioned Brett that I took. I mean it, it was just the first time that I really felt a sense of of the the connectivity connectivity excuse me um, of this team and I think that that speaks volumes to to where a program can go if if a team is connected and has a, a team chemistry like that I think it really does make a big difference in a game and and it's it's fun to see everyone contribute I mean I guess a slow night for Ayo Desumu we would call it I mean he still scored in double figures 18 points but he was spreading the wealth Andy as you mentioned with with some of those assists early on so uh if if this team can can stay where they're at right now just on this this hot streak and and I know they're feeling the love from Illini Nation you can tell that they they get a sense of that so we as the car speeds by us um sorry I don't know if you heard me on that but um yeah so just as I was saying um I think they can really do some damage in the postseason I think because they are playing for so much yes they're in the national conversation right now yes they're one of the top teams in the country but I think at the end of the day they're still kind of the underdogs after last season was was swept under the rug from them and and they're trying uh to, to prove themselves and get Illinois really back on the map if they haven't done so already. Yeah, and I, I think they play better with that underdog role. We talked about all that on the pregame show the last couple of days. If this team is going yes. to be the hunter, I think they're going to come out tomorrow with that same mindset that, hey, Ohio State beat us earlier in the year in Champaign. Tomorrow's game will settle the season score between the Buckeyes and Illini. And it was uh, just, what, a, a week, a little more than a week ago, when they played and Illinois beat Ohio State on its home court 73-68 and uh, some late IO heroics once again won in the game there and so we'll see tomorrow as Illinois plays for a Big Ten tournament title for just the seventh time since 1998 when the conference tournament started and they've only won it twice so they're two and four coming into tomorrow in these championship games and I I'm not going to pick against Illinois at this point because I think they're playing so well. They've shown that they're so deep and they've done it in different ways. Uh, you know, we even saw Benjamin Bossman Verdonk in the game today, which kind of surprised me when he got in there. I know he only played for three minutes, but oh, like, yeah, BBV's in the game, you know, and, and would, when you can get BBV. <laughs> 20 minutes from Demonte Williams and when Georgie, I, I thought wasn't great, but, you know, it was a bad mismatch with Luca Garza, but contributed a little bit in 13 minutes and and I thought Grandison even though he only scored four points thought Jacob Grandison played a role 
And I think that's the most important thing today is, is that they're, they're secure, they're locked in on the roles. This team knows who they are. And I think they're executing at a high level because they know who they are. And there's no fear. They, they go out and own the moment, and the, the moment's not too big for them. I don't think it'll be that way tomorrow either. All right, I know we all wanted to see Illinois and Michigan, the Wolverines fall to the Buckeyes <laughs> in the first semifinal game today you saw on WCIA. What do you make of this matchup tomorrow, guys, with Ohio State? Who does it favor? They are going to miss Kyle Young, who's out with a concussion. He didn't play today, and, and he will not go tomorrow. I think that's got to help Illinois, especially down low, but we've seen EJ Liddell be a mismatch problem for them. And I think because Ohio State was the last game of the regular season for Illinois, they headed into the postseason with uh, two big wins against Michigan and the Buckeyes. I think this this will be a good one because that was a really close game. It's kind of what you want to see in college basketball. Of course, I'm not taking anything away from, from the Michigan win. I mean, that was just complete dominance on their end. But at this point... I think I'm a little tired of seeing the blowouts. You know, I want to see maybe a late game situation really come down to the wire like it was today against Michigan and Ohio State. I think the Buckeyes, uh, I watched like the last five minutes or so, um, and they, you know, did a really good job. Uh, seemed like they wanted it a little bit more maybe. Maybe Michigan had kind of slept on them a little bit. But um, here they are heading to the, the Big Ten finals, and they'll get a, a really good Illinois team. Yeah, Michigan just let Ohio State get out to too big of a lead there. I know uh, the Wolverines ended the game on an 11 to 1 run I want to say and Ohio State had that big lead over Purdue as well in the quarterfinals that they let slip and then went into overtime with the Boilermakers so we've seen in the last two days Ohio State struggling to to hold on to those leads so I think if you're Illinois this is probably the matchup that you wanted I think Michigan uh, we know how good they are and and we know how how badly Illinois beat them when they were in Ann Arbor but I think if you had to choose one, you'd want to see Ohio State in, in the game tomorrow if you're an Illinois fan. Maybe not uh, as a neutral. It would have been a fun time to see Illinois-Michigan yeah. again, like Brett had mentioned before. But Ohio State, we've seen play well and play not so well in, in the tournament so far this year. So we'll see which one comes out tomorrow. I think Illinois has played well for almost all 80 minutes that they've been out here. I don't know if you can find a stretch right. where they really were not playing like super well. Maybe a minute, but... exactly. <laughs> but they have been, you know, all gas, no brakes since they got off the buses. And I would expect that to continue tomorrow, but we'll save actual predictions until the yeah. pregame show then. Yeah. That's what we call a tease, Brett. And speaking <laughs> of the bus, that bus that we saw coming by today, that Speed. bus was all gas, <laughs> no brakes. <laughs> Illinois was ready to play today, and it started with the bus driver. I'll I, tell you that I, I, just got, I just got a piece of it as the cameraman <laughs> going by. We'll see if we can get it tomorrow, too. Hey, you, you did get it, The Andy. bus driver, sixth man of the year. Yeah, right. I saw the, the camera swing around there on the pregame show. You were all over it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were taking no prisoners getting to the stadium there. You weren't going to hold anything back. And I think we've heard this team say that, didn't we? We've had an all gas, no breaks, if I remember right. Was it Andre Morley? Uh, it might have been Andre. I kind of think it might have been Underwood. Was it it might have been Underwood. I can't remember. There's been too many. Because I, I think he was like all gas, no breaks, next, onto the. I think it was when he was asked a question, you know, just about celebrating the yeah. win, and he may have said something like, oh, well, it doesn't matter, all gas, no brakes, we're going full force, 
Yeah, it was definitely Underwood. That's like, his team that influencing him with uh, that youth slang. Yeah. All youth gas, slang. no brakes. You got to keep up with the kids. That's what I always say. You know, that's, that's trying to keep up, you know, just 33 year old, just trying to keep right. up with you guys, keep up with the kids. <laughs> we're, try we'll tr we're trying to help you as best we okay. can, Brett. All right. Uh, hey, look, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, guys, from Indianapolis as we head into tomorrow and what is going to be a memorable, memorable day to the end of the quote-unquote regular season here for Illinois before we head into the NCAA tournament next week. I mean, when you think about it, this is the biggest stage that Illinois has played on. I mean, just for, for this team, the guys on this team ever. I think for Brad Underwood, for Ayo Desumu, for the freshmen, for even transfers like Jacob Grandison who have postseason experience. I think this is just the highest pedestal that they've been on yet. I mean, they've shown time and time again that they can rise to the occasion. So it'll it'll be really exciting to see how they perform um, in the biggest moment of the season so far. Yeah, we've seen Brad Underwood do this with other institutions, making it to four straight NCAA tournaments before coming to Illinois. And we saw him win big games in the NCAA tournament. But I imagine tomorrow may be up there with some of his uh, most anticipated games of his career. We know how much he loves Illinois, wanted to come here to coach, you know, left Oklahoma State after only one season. Speaking of OSU, not a team that you probably want to see right now in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. But we'll talk about that in uh, the preview show, I'm sure. But I imagine that these guys are going to be ready for that game tomorrow. I know Alana Nation is going to be ready for that game tomorrow. We've already mentioned it's been since 2008 since they've even been in a Big Ten tournament title game. They haven't won one since 2005. So I, I can't imagine what's going to be going through their minds tomorrow. We talk about how young this team was, how they really missed out on the experience last season because we know they were going to the NCAA tournament then. I, I was adding up everyone who has postseason experience before we came here to Indianapolis. And the player with the most postseason games before this Big Ten tournament started was Jacob Grandison, yeah. who had four games, none of them the NCAA tournament, and they all came when he was at Holy Cross. So not a lot of postseason experience on this team. You can imagine what they're feeling and, and how ready they are to finally get a big stage like tomorrow to, uh, to win on. It's going to be fun, guys. Appreciate everything from Indianapolis. Get some rest. Be well. Got more coming up, though. Tonight on the newscast at 10 o'clock, we will hear from Andy and Marley. Guys, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we will see you on the news. And then once again on the pregame show tomorrow, which will be live at 1 o'clock on these same digital channels. Can't wait to bring you a Big Ten tournament title game preview show. Derek Piper will join Marley Weirda live from Indianapolis. I will be here in studio previewing Illinois, the second seed, and Ohio State, the fifth seed in the Big Ten tournament. One will get that automatic bid, and Illinois potentially playing for that number two overall seed in the NCAA tournament, which starts next week. Thanks so much for watching. This audio version will be on the WCIA3 podcast as well. All of your favorite podcast players, you can look for it there and listen to it once again. Thanks so much for watching. Be well. We'll see you tomorrow right here at 1 o'clock for the WCIA3 pregame show with me, Marley, and Derek. Good night.